But joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline is Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He's brought to you by Corcoran and Havlin Insurance. Visit chinsurance.com to learn more. Dan, how are we doing this week? I am doing fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing well. We uh, And I don't know if you've seen the images from Patriots practice today. Uh, but the beat writers who were there observed that uh, Bailey Zappi was getting top team reps. Malik Cunningham was getting second team reps. Mac Jones was not throwing any passes. Now, this is for a 10 or 15-minute window at Patriots practice. Who knows what was going on for the rest of practice? Who knows what was going on uh, or will go on for the rest of the week? What does that tell you about the Patriots and what they're doing moving forward at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, with New England and Coach Belichick, you never really know, but it certainly sounds like um, it would be Bailey Zappi starting. Um, I don't think that I would be in disagreement with that. I, I believe it's time to sit Mac Jones. I believe, you know, because of everything that has gone down, Mac is a broken player. He just is. He's a broken competitor right now. And whether you think it's the best move for the team or not, I guess that's up for debate. But I, I don't disagree that if they – Move to Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham, Drew Bledsoe. That's probably a better decision. <laughs> uh, so, Dan, you were pretty early in this season talking to us about Max feet in particular, some of his other throwing mechanics that you thought were really off with him. You say he looks like he's a broken quarterback. Just from what you, the tape that you unfortunately said you had to watch this week, what have you seen from him aside from awful. those things that, that are just... <laughs> that are really troubling to you as somebody who has been very hopeful for Mac in the past. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the things that made, so when I, I remember, I'll answer this going back a little bit. I called a couple of games of Max's last year at Alabama and in the broadcast, I remember making the comment of like, I don't know if Mac is a first round pick because you have to like be an athlete. You have, you have to be a three tool player a three-way quarterback to be a high-level guy at the NFL. You have to be able to beat teams with your arm, your mind, and your legs nowadays. During the broadcast, I said that, and then the season gets done, and you start to study and evaluate these guys, and my view and tune on Mac changed. And the reason was, I said, he doesn't have elite legs. He doesn't have elite athleticism. It's, it's average athleticism, but he is so elite at so many other things that that – is good enough to be a really good player in the NFL. And what I mean by that is um, his ability to anticipate, his processing of what the defense is doing, where to go with the ball, the ability to throw the right type of ball, the rhythm that he played with, how smart he was, um, the anticipation and ball placement. He knew who he wasn't in, in, as a, the type of player. And I think a lot of those things, certainly over the course of the last 18 months, but this year specifically, have dissipated. They, they've, I don't want to say vanished, but they've gotten lesser. His anticipation has gotten less. His ball placement has gotten worse. His decision-making and making the right decision has gotten worse. And his, I, I've never questioned Max mechanics when it comes to his throwing mechanics. What has gotten worse are his feet. That was never an issue at Alabama. That was never an issue his rookie year. And so – for those reasons, like all those things that made him a first-round quarterback and made him a relatively promising rookie, those have slowly dissipated to the point of last week where they, you know, we're, we're about as, as bad as I've seen them from that player. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He joins us every week here on Jones and Mega with Arkan on WEEI. 
Um, it's my contention, Dan, that, you know, if the Patriots broke Mac, he didn't need much of a, a much of a push, right? Like some players deal with adversity better than others. Um, sure. Do you believe in that? Do you think all players deal with adversity to the same? Do you think that some deal with it better than others? And how do you think Mac specifically deals with it? I can't speak to how Mac deals with it. I do believe that and absolutely agree that certain players or everybody deals with the adversity differently. Um, obviously the role that Mac stepped into is relatively unique for the most part. He's replacing the greatest quarterback ever at the greatest organization ever, or the greatest organization over the last, you know, two plus three decades or so. So that's a relatively unique role that he is stepping into. Um, Dealing with adversity, here, here's the thing. So to deal with adversity at that position is not like, it, it's not an individualized journey. It, it's easy for anybody to sit here and say, well, Mac hasn't dealt with adversity well. Well, to deal with adversity at the quarterback spot is not a solo journey. It's just not. It's, it's the most dependent position in all of professional sports. And when you're dealing with that adversity, you, you have to have people around you that can, in some way, at least on a Sunday for three and a half hours, help you perform through that adversity. And that hasn't been the case in New England, and no one's going to debate me on that. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't speak to how he has specifically dealt with it. Uh, it has certainly shown itself plenty in the last 18 months. Um, but that, I, I can't speak to how he's, he's personally dealt with it. So we were talking about this yesterday, Dan, and I know you talked to a lot of different people in the league and quarterbacks and current NFL players. Uh, Mike Lombardi on his GM Shuffle podcast said and used this word. Said Mike Lombardi that, hates me. Okay. Well, he said, so there's no love lost then. Wait, why, said, wait, 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 wait. Why? I do not know. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, he said that there was, that he believes there's disdain on the team for Mac Jones. Have you heard anything along the lines of that? I haven't heard anything like that, no. I mean, you see kind of people saying stuff like that out there, and obviously Mike is really well-connected and, and has his history with New England. I have not heard anything like that. Um, you know, I would be disappointing. You know, you, again, I've talked about body language and, and all those things in-game, but I haven't heard anything in regards to disdain. No, I know – Gronk said two weeks ago that he's not respected there or two or three weeks ago. So, you know, there's, there's more and more, I guess, rumor or conversation or comments mean, being made about that. So usually where there's smoke, there's fire. But as, long, as far as you know, he just has disdain for you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, know, I know very publicly Mike Lombardi does not like me. Huh. Wow. That's so it's strange. A long list. It's a long list. <laughs> it's a long list? Who else is on the list? It's a long list, man. Who, who else yeah. is on the list? Hey, no. you got haters. <laughs> yeah, it's part of life. <laughs> it's part of life. Well, I, uh, I, look, I, I am uh, no stranger to that myself. Uh, when it comes <laughs> to uh, Bailey Zappi, uh, what have you seen from Bailey Zappi? Is, is there any chance things get a little better with him in under center for the Pats? No. None? Um, didn't, it, didn't it look better in the second half last week? No. No? I mean, they had one drive when they went down the field to start, I think, the second half, and yep. they scored, but that was yeah, they scored. mostly run game. You know, it was mostly run game, and they didn't do anything else after that. I mean, he threw a pick. I'm not going to – you know, he's a really good play by the safety. Probably shouldn't throw that ball either type of situation. I don't 
I, I do not think that Bailey Zappi is going to make this offense look that differently, no. This offense is – what would Bailey Zappi bring um, to this offense to so make can... all 10 other guys – elevate their game to a level that for the last three months no one's gotten Well, that's to. kind of the question. Is there anything that you see in him that could be different? I do not, no. I, I, I don't. And I don't think – I'm not saying Bailey's a bad player. I, I think Bailey's had some moments that are nice moments, but I do not see anything in Bailey's happy that is – again, I, I said this, guys, and I don't think anybody is really going to change this offense that differently. I honestly believe that. I mean, we – we these aren't my made up statistics or whatnot. Like some people, I, I'm the tape person, so I watch tape. And then there's people who look at numbers, and then people will bring numbers to me and be like, "Oh yeah." Sometimes I'm like, "This is stupid," or sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of see that." The numbers that ESPN uses, this is the least separating offensive group in the NFL over the last three plus seasons. Now, some people will say like, "Well, what does that mean?" It means like how close defenders are. To Troy the Brown's other wondering. team, they have these. So everybody has these. So everyone knows, like they have these chips. All these players have these chips in their pads. That's how they figure out pass rush, pass rush, win weight, all that. They have these chips in their pads. All of them do, and so they can track where those people are in relation to when a certain plays or whatnot. So, you know, this is the worst pass protecting offensive line in the NFL in the past three plus years. So, like that's what the data says. I've said that for two years now, on off just off tape. So I think when both uses of information or both information points say the same thing, that's when there's an overwhelming piece of evidence. So I don't, I don't know if Bailey Zappi is really going to. I, I don't expect him to do or, or make this offense do anything different. So can I, can I just tell you? And this is, this is the untrained eye, right? This is just me watching a game versus you, a former quarterback. But the, the things that I see that Zappi does better. Uh, in my opinion, and, and he's not more physically gifted than Mac, but in my opinion, there's two things he does better. Number one, the offense looks like it's on time, like there's less second guessing, like plays seem like they happen on time instead of they wait, 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 and then they the, a ball is floated out to the flat, like we saw with Mac to, to Jasicki up the sideline. And the other one is, I, I don't think he's as afraid of the rush, maybe because he's not broken like Mac. But Mac put, takes well, his eye, sure. takes his eyes down and looks at the rush, and Zappy doesn't do that. Zappy keeps his eyes up. He did that last year. He did it again in the second half against the Giants. So those are those are two things I think he does better. Yeah, I would sure hanging in on the rush, but he hasn't gotten his teeth kicked in for the last two years. Right? Not yet. Not yet. You True. know, like, but he is doing right, it better so, so far. Right, but he again, he hasn't been he he hasn't played behind that offensive line that I just about a minute ago spoke to. So, you know, like if, if that, if that is something that he can at least start the game with and perform a little bit better. Sure. I, I have been very outspoken about Mac and his foot mechanics and his lack of trust with their offensive line. There's no debating that. Um, but I don't, I don't believe that that is going to be something like unless Bailey Zappi becomes Eli Manning versus the 49ers in the NFC championship game. That's, that's really not going to be a differing thing over the long haul. Okay. Well, if he does, I'll look forward to uh, talking about it next week. He's Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He joins us every week here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. Uh, Dan, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. All right. Dan Orlovsky is all our guest. Joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. How it's about a, that? That's a completely fair point. I mean, he He's hasn't got... gotten his brains beaten in yet this year. But, no, can we 
focus on the main takeaway. Which? There's beef. Oh, with, with Lombardi. Lombardi and Orlovsky. Yeah, I, I I think I would rather be on the, the non-Lombardi side there. <laughs> like, I think that's oh, we're a, Team Dan. Yeah, that's a good side to be on. I think that's the better side to be on when it comes to uh, Lombardi, who doesn't exactly seem to be... Uh, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, the most self-deprecating or more, oh, most self-aware. Nice. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean I, I don't believe everything he says. But Nobody I, on that station has any right or any knows more about football than he does. He's not a big fan of us either. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, whatever. I, I Look, I, I, I... Not many people are. I get why. Mego said she doesn't believe anything he said, so I, I get that. I mean, I, I get why he doesn't like Henry it. Henry Kissinger said in his memoirs... <laughs> No. That's, you know, Mark Twain often says history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Fourier loves yeah. his Mark Twain references. That's uh, that's Vince Lombardi, uh, if you didn't know. Vince Lombardi oh, okay. uh, posthumously making appearances on this station. Uh, 617-779-7937. Look, I've been farting in the same cushion for six years. <laughs> Gross. Is that our candy? That right is now? a disgusting cushion. Uh, let me uh, get back to your phone calls here. We'll get to some more takeaways from Orlovsky, who says Mac is broken and it's time to go to Zappy. That's next.